0: him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile, are a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen, again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, There am I in the midst of them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: So Jesus was looking out for his church. He was already putting some things in place for when he returns to his father after his resurrection. And one of those things was this very neat plan to encourage reconciliation between members of the church. Seems like a very straightforward plan. You just follow it step by step and there you are. You're reconciled to one another. But the thing about it is, reconciliation is never easy. Forgiveness is never easy. In fact, it may be one of the hardest things that we do, which is to forgive someone who has truly hurt us. Part of the reason is, those that hurt us are typically people we love, people that are close to us whether it is the betrayal of a spouse or friends that continue to disparage our reputation, whatever form it takes, it is very, very difficult to forgive them. Instead, we seem to want to hold on to those grudges. We want to withhold our forgiveness because somehow it makes us feel we have power over the other. Or maybe we don't feel, want to look weak in their eyes by forgiving them for what they have done to us. There are other reasons what makes this difficult, what makes this hard. And as I said before, one of the hardest things for us to do. And yet, Jesus and St. Paul always seem to want to remind us Of the commandment to love our neighbor as ourselves and one of the best ways to show that love for neighbor is to forgive and to seek reconciliation and in fact when when the Apostles asked Jesus teach us how to pray he gave us a prayer that we referred to as the Lord's Prayer and in that prayer It says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We basically are trying to make a deal with God. Treat us the way that I treat others. Be as forgiving to me as I am forgiving of others. Aren't we fortunate that God doesn't take up that deal? Because we are not as forgiving as God. In fact, as I said before, we seem to want to hold on to that hurt and hold on to that lack of forgiveness. We think it makes us better than the other. Whatever the case is and whatever our motivations is, what it truly does is it eats away at our soul when we will not forgive. It damages our relationship, not just with the person who hurt us, but also with our God. For after all, God loves that person as much as he loves us. But Jesus knew that forgiveness and reconciliation is difficult. And so he didn't just give us that plan in today's Gospel. But he gave us the sacrament of reconciliation as a way to channel his gift of divine mercy. When we enter that confessional, we approach our Lord and Savior in the person of the priest. We lay out at his feet all the sin we have committed. And here his response is I forgive you. We as priests are not set up in that room as judges but instead as instruments that Christ's gift of divine mercy can be given to people. But too many times people are afraid to go and seek out Christ's forgiveness in the sacrament. Some of the reasons are they're ashamed because time and time again I seem to be doing the same sin. Surely at some point God is just going to say, you know what, I've had enough of you, you're done. But that is not the way that God works. God's mercy is boundless. God's love is boundless. And whenever we enter that room and confess our sins with sorrow in our hearts, Jesus forgives us each and every time. I've often said one of the great tools that the devil has against us is that of despair. Thinking that, okay, I've, I've done this, I've confessed this same sin time and time again, surely God won't forgive me. But what makes us think that we know better than God? It's, it is the sin of pride to think that we are so evil that God cannot forgive us. Instead, just as his mercy is infinite, so is his patience with us. He wants to assure us that we can be forgiven so that we will continue to seek him out. Keep in mind, all of us are sinners. Yes, we may be forgiven in the sacrament, but we will never be without sin because we are not perfect. Only our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is perfect. But he wants us to continue to draw on his gift of divine mercy. He wants us to continue to draw on the other sacraments of the church that unify us and make us one. I said before, His greatest wish for his church is that we be one as the Father is one in him and as he is one in the Father. And that demands us to seek reconciliation with our adopted brothers and sisters in the Lord. Each and every one of us is loved by our God. Each and every one of us is forgiven by our God. And then he asks us, Now you do the same. That same Lord and Savior that desires us to be one is the same Lord and Savior we will encounter in a few moments in the Eucharist. We will feed on his body and blood as food for this journey through life. But we will also partake not just of his love, but also of his mercy and each and every time we are forgiven by our God, maybe it softens our heart just a little bit more so that we may forgive those who have hurt us. And so as we continue today's celebration of the Mass, I would invite you to maybe bring to mind someone who you are having trouble forgiving. Pray for that person, but also pray that you may be given the grace and the mercy to be able to share Christ's gift of forgiveness with them.